I'm so grateful that we can get to worship. It's not the same as when we are in a room together and we, we corporately get to worship together. But I believe in the spirit, we are still activating things. We are still getting rid of, um, you know, fears and um, anxieties and everything that goes on in the natural as we just fix our eyes on heaven, as we just fix our eyes on the reality that we are not of this world. Amen. And so I'm so excited about that. I love that. And, you know, today is Mother's Day. And so we just want to honor from Johannes and myself, we just want to say to all our moms in our community, to all our women, if you are a natural mom or a spiritual mom or a mentor to someone, or you are a sister, an auntie, um, a friend, then we want to just bless you this morning. We want to tell you that we love you. We're grateful for you. We thank God for you. And um, I pray that you are being blessed today. And if you live by yourself and there's no one to bring you um, coffee in bed or breakfast in bed, then we just want to say we pray that you feel God's love this morning like never before. And you know, Johannes has been doing a great series on the book of Proverbs. We've been reading a proverb a day in May. And um, you can follow on our Facebook page. He does a daily teaching on that. Um, and it's been so profound and so beautiful to dig into the book of wisdom. And um, I want to skip to the 31st chapter, which we'll get to on May 31st. But this is a chapter where a mom is speaking words to her son. And it's probably a familiar scripture to all of us. But I want to bless our women this morning with this scripture. And men, this will also bless you um, as you honor the women in your lives this morning. Uh, Proverbs 31 verse 25 to 29 says the following. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household, that sounds like everyone's mother, and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. And there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. And I love in verse 31, it ends with the following, and I'm reading this from the Passion Translation because it just gives it a great sound. It says, so go ahead and give her the credit that is due, for she has become a radiant woman and all her loving works of righteousness deserve to be admired at the gateway, at the gateways of every city. And so if you've got a woman or a mother in your life, if she's with you or she's in another country or she's not with you, then I pray that you will bless her this morning. Just let her know that you love her. Let her know that she's valuable and that you care for her. And um, we want to thank you, moms and women, for your sacrifice, for your hard work, for the things that probably no one else sees or are aware of. But I want to remind you this morning that God sees everything that you are doing. He sees how you sacrifice yourself for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones. And so we honor you. We salute you. I wish I could just give you um, a hug and a beautiful bouquet of flowers and every treatment that you deserve. Um, and so we pray that that blesses all of our women this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get into the word this morning. And again, this is a word that I believe will bless both men and women and children because this is something that we all desperately need. And so this morning, I want to talk about the love of God, um, which is something that we can probably never study enough. We can never have enough revelation on this. We can never talk about it enough, post about it enough, um, share about it enough. And that is the love of God. But my title, as I said, is the mother heart 
our Father God. And um, I just felt like the Lord wanted to remind us this morning of His love for us. Because if we look around in society and we look at what goes on in the world, 99% of all the problems in the world stems from people receiving a lack of the love of God. When we know that we are truly loved, we will be healed on the inside out. We will be a beloved son and daughter of the Most High. And the biggest, biggest challenge in our world today is that people don't know God's love for them. Amen. And so, you know, they say there's nothing like a mother's love. And I believe the same is true for a father. But if we just focus on the mother heart of God this morning, I believe God designed mothers the way that he shaped and formed us as women with a huge, unique design. You know, Genesis 1 verse 27 says the following. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we see that God created both fathers and mothers, male and female. All of us, he created in his image. So we know that God has no gender. God transcends gender. God is spirit. But when we read through the Bible and we study the Bible, we see that God has both the masculine, the father qualities, and he's also got the feminine, the mother qualities. And he's actually designed all of us in his image to bear that same likeness in personality. We, we have both of those qualities as well as men and as women. But if we focus on the characteristics of a mother, characteristics of a female and how God embodies and how God designed that to be, then we can see that God wants to remind us this morning of his tender, gentle, loving and compassionate nature, the way that he expresses that through the love of a mother. Those are the same fabrics of a mother's DNA, of a mother's nature. And so how do mothers affect our lives? And again, I want to just say this. If you were privileged to be born into a family with a healthy mother and a mother who loved you and expressed all of these nurturing qualities to you, then that is such a blessing. But there are people that I know that I'm aware of this morning who maybe you didn't grow up in these beautiful, perfect circumstances. You maybe didn't grow up with a mother who knew how to love, who, were in a healthy, who was in a healthy place to maybe nurture and love you the way that God designed her to. Maybe your mother didn't receive love from her mother or she was um, abused or abandoned herself so she, she wasn't able to give that type of love to you, then I want to encourage you this morning. This morning is, is a message where God wants to bring love and restoration into the soul of every woman and every man watching. It doesn't matter what circumstances we grew up in or what we were born into. God can bring healing in every place we heard. And so that is the message this morning, is God's radical love for us. And so how did God create a mother? How does she affect our lives? You know, mothers are a place of welcome. They're a place of connectedness. They exemplify purity and warmth. They are our first connection to love, to bonding, and to relationship. And the most important figure in a child's life we know, obviously from when a mother um, carries her baby in the womb for nine months, is the mother figure. She's our first point of contact of relationship in this world. So from the first nine months in the womb, a mother strongly influences her baby by the way that she nurtures, comforts, and expresses affectionate love. I believe that is so powerful. 
Um, you know, there's so much we can say about a baby in the womb that a baby experiences a mother's emotions. Um, a baby experiences even the words that you say, the words that you speak. A baby can experience that in the womb. They are so receptive. Their spirits are awake. And that's why it's so important that even before your baby is born, when you're pregnant, speak life. Speak the word of God over that baby so that when they are born, they will already be born into a place of love and acceptance. And so a mother also teaches us to receive and to give love and to also contain love. Amen. And that's God's way of teaching us to receive and to contain love. And there's a beautiful scripture in Psalm 131 where I believe God actually also teaches us that he wants us to be just like when we were a baby, when we're being fed by a mom, when we're being nurtured at her breast and we're close to her heart, we become content like a baby. We are satisfied, we are happy, we are content. And I believe that God wants us to live that way with him um, spiritually. So have a read with me Psalm 131 verse 2. It says, Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child resting with his mother, my soul is like a weaned child within me, composed and freed from discontent. And so I believe that this is also a season. We spoke last week about the rhythms of grace, of how God is really bringing us closer in our relationships with him and with others. And so I believe he's continuing on that theme this morning, but he wants to focus on his mother's love towards us, that place of safety, of comfort, of nurture, of warmth, of mercy, of tenderness. Amen. And so this morning, I also want to speak of the storage love of a mother. And so I actually borrowed some of these incredible thoughts from a man named Jack Frost. Many of you might be familiar with him. He did an incredible teaching series um, all around the world, actually, but specifically in the United States called The Father's Embrace. And it was a beautiful teaching. He passed away a couple of years ago. Um, I believe his ministry was, was called Shiloh Place. And so you can Google that. You can see a lot of his teaching on, you know, if you grew up with a father wound um, and learning how to receive a father's love. Um, he's got a beautiful message and revelation on that. And there was actually in his book, A Father's Embrace, there was one chapter where he specifically spoke about a mother's embrace. And if you maybe grew up with a mother wound in your life, how the love of God can also heal that and how God wants to love us like a mother. And so I just want to give credit to that. I learned a lot from him in that. Um, I've studied that a lot and I believe we can always continue to study that even more. Amen. And so storge love, I'm going to spell that for you, S-T-O-R-G-E is a Greek term, and I'm praying I'm pronouncing it correctly, and it actually suggests a natural or instinctual affection of a parent for a child, a familial type of love. And so it's the love of a parent towards a child. It's that type of love that we are talking about, a storage love. And you know, every child actually needs this type of love from a mother to grow up uh, with healthy emotions and to grow up into a healthy adult who can actually also then have healthy relationships where we can receive love in a healthy way and contain that love and live from that place of love in a healthy way. And this affects obviously all of our relationships in future. That's why mothers, we have such an important role to play. Never feel like you don't have a role to play. And every, child's need, every child needs this type of love, as we said, to grow into a healthy person. And children, 
when they don't receive this type of love, can actually die. Their emotions can starve to death. Um, and they can actually grow up very hurt and very wounded if they don't experience this love. It speaks of nurturing. It speaks of empathy, compassion, gentleness, affection, and tenderness. And so when a mother carries the child in her womb, she imparts that security, that warmth, and that trust to that baby. Her stored love actually imparts faith in that baby to trust at such a young age and to trust bonding and to bond in a healthy way and to receive and give that love. That storage love awakens the feminine heart in all of us and it calls a child into nurture, acceptance and belonging. And there are actually, when, when you read through um, counselors and different people who work with people on a daily basis um, who didn't receive this love, we can learn that there's three primary ways that, the, that a mother gives this love to her children. Number one, it is affectionate touch. Okay, we need, according to research, about 13 hugs a day. Okay, healthy touch every day. Because that's the way God created us. For us to feel loved, some of us love touch more than others. But there is actually um, studies that show that we need hugs every day. That's it, why it's so hard for us to not have church and we can't hug you and we can't tell you, hey, God loves you. We can't embrace you. But studies shows that if we aren't hugged regularly, if we are not touched in a healthy way regularly, that we actually starve on the inside. And it actually can increase, um, significantly increase diseases such as heart disease, cancer, arthritis, many of those things. It stems from those childhood wounds of never receiving affectionate touch. It's very important for our emotional health to receive that affectionate touch. So if you've got young children, hug them until they kick you, okay? Touch them in a healthy way. Tell them that they're loved. The second way is eye contact. You know, they say that the eyes are the windows to the soul. And if you've ever watched a newborn look into the eyes of their mother or their father, you'll see that their eyes search frantically for a mom's eyes or for a dad's eyes, for their parents' eyes, because that's where love is communicated to a child when they're a baby. Babies will look you straight in the eye for that storage love. And if a child doesn't see that love and that understanding in your eyes and in your look, they maybe just see anger or they see frustration or irritatedness. It actually creates a lot of insecurity in the heart of a young child. And they will grow up feeling awkward, feeling insecure, um, feeling sort of out of place in relationships with people. It would really... It really makes it hard for them to connect with other people and to know that they are loved and accepted. Amen. Can we see how deep these things go? They go into such deep layers. And again, this is such a huge topic, but I'm just going to try and get to the surface of, of this topic this morning. The third way is the tone of voice. The tone of voice that we use, particularly with young children and babies, are so important. It communicates that storage love. Babies learn how to trust and bonds when parent or bond when parents look them in the eyes and when they speak loving words into them and over them. Encouragement, gentle, tender, empathizing voice is so important. Those loving tones actually nurture our souls and bring health to our emotions. And so before we go into, into the next step of, of this topic, this is obviously the way that God has designed it. But again, many of us, maybe we're not as fortunate to be birthed into a loving, storage love uh, family or household or parenthood. And, um, 
If that is you, I want to encourage you this morning. It doesn't matter. Don't focus on what you what you came out of. Don't focus on what you didn't receive when you were younger. Um, focus on the love of God for you now, for the love of God for you today. Because He wants to love you back into wholeness. And He wants to fill you in every wound and every crack in your soul. He wants to fill you with His love and with His tender care and with His mother heart. Amen. So what actually then happens when we grow up with a lack of that storage love in our lives? What does that actually look like? And again, like I said, we can see it all over in our world today. We can see it in some of our families. We can see it in the worlds that we, um, that we move about in. Number one, if we didn't receive this storage love as a child or as a baby, and we grow up with that wound of that lack of love and acceptance and belonging, we can actually suffer from a lot of feelings of abandonment. We were created for fellowship, amen, with God and with other people. And when children are disconnected from a mother, often those emotions inside of our heart of trust and of feelings of acceptedness gets buried. It gets shut down. And we struggle to trust. We don't understand why, when we're in relationships, why are we not easily trusting people or why are we always skeptical or you think someone's out to hurt you or why do you always feel that rejection that spirit of rejection that a lot of us feel our hearts close up and it's like we always feel disconnected for some reason abandoned wounded and rejected the second thing that can happen because storage love is foundational to healthy eros love what is eros love? Eros love is the Greek word for physical and sexual attraction. And so sometimes if, if we had a lack of storage love, that lack of love and nurture and bonding with the mother, we grow up with that emptiness, with that hole inside of us where we were never able to bond in a healthy way. So we've got a void on the inside of us. And now it creates an imbalance in that eros love. We have unhealthy physical attractions, unhealthy sexual attractions, and it can start from our teenage years, it can go on into adulthood, and it can just be something that you struggle with your whole life. And we look for that type of love, that deep down need for acceptance and belonging and trust that we were supposed to get from our mom or from our father. We now look for it in unhealthy ways, in wrong places, in addictions, fantasies, urges, all these different things. And it just brings a lot of pain into our life. Number three, pain seeks pleasure and comfort. If we experience those unmet needs from our childhood, and in, specifically in this area of storage love, we grow up with an emotional wound and we can find ourselves almost like the first point in a place where we are searching to fill that void. We search in all these different places to fill that void and that emptiness. And we do different things to bring comfort to ourselves. You know, this could be things like pornography, um, you know, all types of addictions. It can look different to, to every person. Um, and then when you, when you get lost in a cycle of pornography or, um, you know, whatever type of addiction, you start to develop uh, cycles of shame, of guilt, um, feelings of uncleanliness, you know, all these different things. And, and sometimes it's hard for you to even have control over it. You know it's wrong. Um, but you don't know what to do about it. You don't know how to fix that emptiness that you feel inside. And oftentimes these wounds and these layers go so deep, we don't even know where it's coming from. We, we don't even know that the root of it, you know, goes back to our childhood or maybe to, 
to you know the, your early days of just life amen and the fourth thing is that when we were never able to bond properly with our mother we never learned how to trust we can perceive the lack of storage love as a type of emotional death so we fear living we fear um, future we fear relationships we go from relationship to relationship but we fear that commitment for some reason we we find ourselves in a place where we just can't commit to a long-term love and we don't understand why we fear intimacy you know sometimes we can even be in a marriage relationship but we fear intimacy we have this wall built around us and our spouse just cannot get in amen we don't know how to rest and life in many ways just continues to be very painful so we can see in short, there are many elements to receiving God's love through a mother and then being able to give his love in return to our children and to those that God entrusts us to love and to care for. And this type of love is actually a foundational love that determines how we grow up and who we become. But, you know, as I said earlier, this is not... If, if you recognize any of this in your own life and, and you realize like, man, you know, I actually have some unresolved issues from my childhood or, or, you know, actually I did never receive that love in whatever shape or way or form. I want you to know that there's no condemnation this morning. This isn't a message for everyone who's perfect. This is a message for all of us who, you know, had all of us had imperfect parents. And I pray that you know, if you grew up with a parent that you realize, actually, my parent just never was in a place to give me the healthy love that I needed or that I deserved, then I pray that the Lord's love and his compassion and mercy would lead us to a place of forgiveness, would lead us to a place of understanding and knowing that we can receive that perfect love only from him. No human can ever love us the way that God loves us because he created us. Yes, he picked our parents but he's the one that loves us more than they do. Amen. We belong to him. So no matter what your story is, be encouraged and be loved and be accepted this morning by Christ. Okay. So I want to remind us this morning of, of um, three things, how much we are loved and how we can experience healing from the mother's heart of Father God. Number one, I want to remind you this morning that only God can fully meet your need for storage love. There is no human on this earth that can meet that need. I always used to think that one day my husband can love me like no one will love me. And my husband does love me. He's an incredible, he's actually got incredible qualities of the mother's heart as well of Father God. He's incredibly compassionate. He's got empathy. He's gentle. He's tender. And so I'm experiencing a lot of that type of love. But still, God is the one that can fill our deepest, deepest needs of acceptance of belonging, of love, a love that we oftentimes don't even know that we need. Amen. And if we surrender to him and we allow him access to our heart, we allow him access to the places that really hurt, because I believe that's why a lot of people actually push God away, because they know that God wants to love them, but they don't know how to receive that love. And so I pray that God will give you the strength through his Holy Spirit to break through those pain barriers and to allow him inside. The pain will not last forever. I promise you, God can heal you everywhere that you hurt. Amen. And sometimes we put a lot of pressure on people around us, our children, um, our spouses, our pastors, our teachers, whoever it is in our families. We put this pressure on them to love us 
into wholeness like only God can. And I want to read you the following scripture, Isaiah 66 verse 13. It says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. The Bible says in John 16 that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. And so I pray that if you need comfort this morning, if you need the comfort of the love of God, that you will experience him by saying yes to Jesus. Psalm 139 verse 13, it says, For you formed my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So even though our mother carried us and, you know, our father gave the seed and our mother received, that's also a beautiful picture that Jack Frost also gave me a huge revelation on. And he said, that's a beautiful picture of God's love again. The man gives the seed and the woman receives. And that's the same with God's love. He gives it and we need to receive it and then we give it. We can't give the love of God. Those of us in ministry, we can't love people if we don't learn how to receive God's love for ourselves first. Because then we will always be in a place, almost like an orphan mentality. We try and love from a place of not being loved. We try and take care of people from a place of never being taken care of ourselves. And the same for us as mothers, as fathers. You can only love your children if you are being loved. That's the way God has designed it. So I pray that we will allow God to comfort us like no human can, to love us because he knows us from inside out. It says that he knitted us together in our mother's womb. Okay, so you've never been abandoned, by the way. God's always been there for you. And I remember um, as I was walking through um, an intense healing journey, I suffered from a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. And I went for Christian counseling, but um, I went for counseling where I knew that people were really listening to the Holy Spirit. They were spirit-filled. I want to encourage you, don't go to counseling where you don't know where people are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, you can do as much psychology as you want to. The Holy Spirit is the best psychologist. The Bible says that he knew us from inside out. So the Lord knows where the root of all of our pain is. I know this is a deep message this morning, so I'm praying you're following with me. And I went for counseling and they prayed with me and we sought the Holy Spirit And the Holy Spirit brought back memories to my mind that I actually completely, um, you know, put off. And I remember being a six-year-old little girl sitting on my parents' bed and and I was watching the, um, the closet of my dad. And my biggest concern on the day of his funeral was, what are we going to do with these clothes? And so the Holy Spirit showed me that Father God was there with me on the bed, that he was already there. And I've forgotten that memory, but the Lord brought it up in my I was probably in my late 30s and I was still the Lord was busy dealing with that he was busy healing that part of my heart that broke that day when my dad when my father my parent passed away that was out of my control and the Lord showed me because I had a question Lord where were you where were you when that happened to me and he reminded me that he was there he was all along there I just wasn't aware of him. So I was never actually abandoned. And the Lord healed a part of me on the inside that now I can can love my husband in a much more healthy way. All of us still have lots of healing to do. And you know, we're all on a journey. We haven't, none of us have arrived. But that was a huge part for me to move forward, to know and to have that revelation that God has always been with me. Whether I chose to run away from him, whether I ignored his love, whether I ignored his Um, 
uh, pursuit of my heart. I only received the Lord really when I was in my 20s. I grew up in a Christian home, but I, I never actually allowed him to love me. I never allowed him to be an active part and the leader of my life. There's a huge difference here. And so number two, I want to remind you that you are deeply loved right now. Whether you have chosen to love God or not, you are loved. Despite what your childhood or your upbringing was like, you can accept Christ's love for you today. You have never been without love. God has always been there. He's always been pursuing you. Listen to this, Jeremiah 31 verse 3. It says, The Lord appeared to me, Israel, from ages past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. Listen to this, Psalm 27 verse 10. Although my father and my mother have abandoned me, yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. Church, I want to tell you this morning that it's never too late to accept the love of God. It's never too late to be healed by his love. Even if you're a mother yourself or you're a father yourself now, receive God's love for you. Because that way when you do and he heals all of your brokenness and all of those hurts, then you can love your children from a much healthier place. And in turn, they can then love their children because this is a cycle that goes on into generations. Amen. Number three, I want to remind you to let go of counterfeit affections and false loves. Remember when we said, if you didn't receive that storage love as a child, you can go and look for love in all the wrong places, in all the places that will just continue to leave you feeling empty and feeling unsatisfied. So maybe you've sought the wrong answers for the right needs. I mean, sometimes the need, we know the need we have. We just don't have the right answers. And I want to remind you this morning that your answer is in this book. Your answer, this is a love letter to you from God, from God the Father and God in His mother's nature heart. He wants to love you this morning like the parent that you've always craved. If you've been rebelling against God's love just because of the pain in your youth or pain in your heart, now is the time to surrender. Your mother may have been wounded, but God will never abandon you. He will pour that storage love into every barren area of your soul. And just as we come to a close, I want to leave you with this scripture as well. Isaiah 49, verse 15 to 16. And the Lord answered, Can a woman forget her nursing child? And have no compassion on the son of her womb. Even these may forget. Okay. But I will not forget you. Indeed, I have inscribed a picture of you on the palm of my hands. Okay. God's got your name and your face tattooed on his hand. That's right. God has a tattoo. Okay. I believe the Bible says here, I have inscribed a picture of you on the palm of my hand. God knows the number of hair on your head. He knows every thought. He knows every step. We spoke this week to um, our sisterhood devotional that I do weekly on a Thursday. I just speak to the women. I just want to encourage their hearts in this season that God sees. God knows. He is God our Roy. He's the God who sees and the God who hears your cry. And so God promised to be a mother to us. One of those days when you feel like you're lacking love. And we can, you know, maybe we had a great childhood, but we still some days feel like, Man, do I, am I really loved? 
Does God know that I'm here? Does God see what I'm going through? I want to remind you that when you feel helpless like that, when you feel rejected, when you feel without hope, when something happens to you and feelings like that overwhelm your heart, I want to encourage you to turn to, to the Lord. Let Him lavish you with His love, with His healing love that frees us from all bondage, that opens our heart to all truth and that makes us whole. That makes us whole. Amen. Before I pray for you, this is my last scripture for this morning. I want to leave you with this and I want you this week to meditate on this scripture. What does that mean? It means you print it out or you write it out on a piece of paper. You put it on your wall, put it on your mirror, whatever you need to do. And you look at it and you read it daily until it becomes a revelation in your heart. Until you believe it. If you don't believe it now, don't worry. Keep reading it. Keep asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me what this means to me. Show me where you want to love me, where I haven't allowed you to love me. Show me where I don't believe that you love me, where I haven't received your love yet. And I promise you, God will not let you down. Romans 8 verse 37 to 39. And again, I'm reading through the Amplified because it's so beautiful. Verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening, okay, think of where we are right now, nor things present or threatening will be able, oh sorry, no things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I pray that that will be a revelation to you, to receive that mother's heart of Father God, that love that, that continues to leave us to be convinced beyond any doubt. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Church, I want to leave you with that scripture today. And Johannes and I are praying for you. And we pray that we will walk out of this um, lockdown, out of this season with renewed Oh, just a rhythm of grace and a renewed understanding and revelation of the love of God for us. Because church, as we have said to you before, the mission that God is calling us as sons and daughters, we need to know that we are loved. We cannot conquer the world for Christ. We cannot go on this mission of um, just conquering a city and a nation for Christ, for his kingdom, if we don't know that we are loved by him. We first need to receive the love of Christ and then we can give it to our society. Amen. So why don't we just close our eyes and I'm just going to end in prayer this morning. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you for this beautiful word and this reminder, Father, of your love, of your mother's heart from a father to us this morning. And Lord, I pray for every brother and sister who are watching this morning, those who grew up in beautiful homes with lots of storage love and those who maybe never knew storage love or those who are reminded of areas of brokenness or barrenness in their souls and their hearts this morning. Lord, I pray that you will send forth your Holy Spirit to love them, to shed abroad the love of Christ in their hearts, Lord, so that they can be healed from every wound, 
So all of us can be healed from every wound that we've ever experienced by any human, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just touch every one of us this morning in a fresh and a new way. May we be children, sons and daughters of the Most High King, Lord, who are able to receive your love and who are able to give that love out to our children, to our spouses, to our friends, to our families, to our colleagues, to our society as a whole. Help us to live from that place of revelation of your love. Help us to receive healing in every area. Wipe away our tears, Lord, and give us joy, that unspeakable joy in Jesus' name that is our strength. It is the joy of the Lord that gives us strength and that will propel us forward in this next season. And so, Lord, I pray that your love will flow over us like liquid. And I pray that we will receive it afresh this morning and that we will invite you in. And I pray for anyone who's never given their heart to Christ. I pray that you will surrender this morning. He's your king and he loves you. And if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I want to give you an opportunity this morning. All you have to do is just say yes. Romans 10 verse 9 says that if we believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and we confess with our mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead and that he died for us on a cross so that we could be forgiven and we can receive eternal life with him after we die on this earth, we get to live with him for eternity. That's only available for the people who accept him as Lord and Savior of their life. And I pray if that is you, now is not the time to run away from the Lord. We don't know when Jesus is coming back, but I pray that you will be ready. I pray that I would have been faithful to tell you the truth and to tell you that you need to accept Jesus Christ. There is healing available. There is love available. A love that you have never known from, from the God who created you, that formed you in your mother's womb. And I pray that you will accept his love this morning. And you can just pray after us. Um, in fact, let me just pray for you right now. If that is you, I, I pray that you will just raise your hands to heaven where you are and you would just say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love that surpasses all understanding and your peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I am a sinner, but I come to you now and I ask you to come and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. Thank you for your blood that was shed for my forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, that because of you, I am now a child of God. I received your gift of righteousness. I repent and turn from my old ways. I'm going to leave my old life behind and I'm going to follow you. And I pray that as you've prayed that prayer, that God will lead you if you don't have a church community, it's very important to slot into a local church to be able to be surrounded by spiritual mothers and fathers that will help you in this discipleship journey. What is that? That is just a journey that we want to walk with you to teach you God's word, to teach you who you are in Christ and to teach you why God created you because God says that you have got a purpose and he's got a plan for your life. And so I pray church that that word has blessed you this morning. Bless you every mom, bless you every dad. We love you and uh, hope that you'll have a nice lunch together and um, a blessed week ahead. And hey, remember that Johannes and I are here for you. We would love to pray for you. So if you need some prayer, we're available um, after this service, just on this chat function. Or if you're watching afterwards on YouTube, you can send us an email or drop us a WhatsApp 
our number will be in the caption and we would love to hear from you. And so we bless you with that church. Have a wonderful week. We love you lots and can't wait for in life, in-person services again, but we will get there. And so bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.